Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pardon My Pancreas. My name is Matt Vandevecht, and I'm a certified trainer and nutritionist, one of your hosts today, and the other host is Ali Abdul Karim. He is a social media influencer, an incredible guy, and we are both type 1 diabetics here to share our knowledge and experiences with you. We occasionally interview people that are very knowledgeable in the diabetic world, sometimes doctors, sometimes influencers, people living with it. And this episode is brought to you by FTF Warrior, an online health coaching company for diabetics. And we will go further by saying this is not medical advice in any manner. We are not doctors. We will never be doctors. And nothing said on this podcast is meant to replace your doctor's order. So consult your doctors before you make changes. Without any further ado, let's get into... What is going on? Pardon my pancreas, sir. I am your one of your hosts, Ali Abdukrim. Beside me, I have a good friend on the other line, Chris Maynard. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great. Salam alaikum, my friend. Oh my man, what's <laughs> up? Um, how are things, Chris? Uh, really good. Enjoying life and just getting ready for our next stage of career. Really, yeah. So many things to talk about with you, Chris, Um, from just your diagnosis story, your history as a firefighter, and this cool necklace I have in front of me, but I'm not going to jump in. Let's just go ahead and get started with um, your diagnosis story. How long have you had diabetes? And take us back to when you first got diagnosed. Yeah, uh, almost 20 years. Um, I was diagnosed when I was in the military, uh, and really when I was diagnosed, I didn't know anything about what really diabetes was. Uh, we, we don't have any history in our family. Um, and so I didn't have anything major. I didn't have DKA when I went in. Um, I just had the typical symptoms. And when I walked out of the hospital that day, I just, I was really in an odd way. I walked out with a celebration saying, I have a condition. I mean, I was literally celebrating. I have a condition. Wow. Uh, really, because um, uh, I guess at that point in my life, I really thought life has been too easy and I, I like mm. challenges. And so uh, at that point, I didn't know what diabetes was. I didn't know what um, obstacles was going to come with diabetes. I didn't know it was even a disease. And wow. so when I walked away celebrating... Um, at that point, three days later, when I returned to work, they said, you can't stay in the military anymore. So oh. that's when the reality of what diabetes was uh, struck me. Mm. That's, that's crazy, Chris, because I'm literally like smirking on the other line. You can't see me because you said <laughs> I, we have so much to relate on that because when I got diagnosed, I felt like life, I mean, you could say life was pretty easy and it still kind of is but like I got diagnosed with something I had a struggle for something and I had something that because I mean as any smart person you and I would would think people that we look up to or have had something they've had traumatic trauma in their life stress in their life so we're like wow this could be my my why this could be my reason but then soon as you realize that you couldn't be in the military anymore that's when it was like you know I was like oh man because I had that similar similar story where when I first got diagnosed, I was like, Oh my God, this is good. Yada, yada. And then I have syringes in front of me and I was like, Oh, <laughs> that's when reality kicked in. I was like, this is not fun. And, you know, it never is fun, but 
as I would say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It still carries on because to jump into the next topic, you have this post on your Instagram. I love it, love it, love it. Cannot get over it. You wrote on your hand, which is so simple too. You said, I have, I, I might be uh, saying this wrong, but you said, I've become a better person since becoming diabetic. And I was like, <laughs> that's it right there. That's what you need. Yeah. Talk about I, that a little bit. Well, I think each one of us, once we really know who we are and accept who we are, mm-hmm. we become, um, well, we can become so much powerful in, in itself to other people and to our, the ones around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, strength is built in many different ways. But once we acknowledge who we are, what we are, and what we can bring uh, is really when changes um, can be bold and you can help others. Right, exactly. I mean, that's what you're doing now. You're like, you're putting out content, you're helping others. Um, Just for a background story. So what year did you get diagnosed in again? Um, 2000. 2000. Okay, so then military was a no-go you know you couldn't be in the military anymore and then um firefighting is that what 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 happened with that what was going on with that during that time like when did you become a firefighter and then when did uh Uh, how did you stop fortunately it worked out to where right after i got out of the military um and and that i mean as a kid growing up i used to be one that got on the bikes and when i hear the sirens i would go Mm. um so I always had a fascination with firefighting, but, mm. um, so when the door closed on the military and I, I mean, I went right after and testing to become a firefighter and was able to get that right away. So I went mm. straight from the military into firefighting. Cause really to me, there was a lot of similarities between the two. And mm. so I've been able to do that, um, since then. It's just there is a small two-year hiccup that I had in there because of a low blood sugar. I lost my job because of it. So Um, that's when uh, reality of diabetes strike number two came. That was a um, struggle because at that point I had a family. Yeah, yeah. That's that's so – it's really hard to hear that. I mean how did – there's people listening right now that have lost jobs, have done things that, you know, diabetes did get in the way. How did you cope with that? Are you still coping with it? How did, like, do you have any advice for someone, like, going through that kind of similar situation? Um, well, I look at it a couple different ways. Um, it, it was a struggle at the time um, because when you're trying to raise a family, you think you have everything going in the direction that it's supposed to. You're comfortable. And then, again, when something like that happens and you're really unprepared for it, not knowing what to do next, what steps to take. Um, Again, that reality check of taking control of your situation, fixing things, making improvements, and realizing we're not really in control of the full picture of life that we have. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's those obstacles that we have that we face with on how we overcome them. And I mean, and using that was a big reason why, and we'll talk about in a little bit of why I wanted to be able to make this medical alert necklace. Yeah, that's, that's something we're going to get into. I mean, I think about 
what you just said right there is for those of people that don't know the serenity prayer, which is um, God help me control the things that I can't control and know the difference between the things that I can't control. Um, it's so amplified for people who have a disease, especially yeah. a chronic disease. You're just like, you know, there's certain things that I cannot control, like the weather and yeah. something happened in my job and this and that. All you can do is to control what you can. And that's the example you're setting for everyone right now. And it's it's amazing, Chris. Um, at, so you and Matt, Matt, which is the other co-host for anyone who doesn't know, mm-hmm. um, what do you guys share in common? Uh, I reached out to Matt. Oh, maybe last December or January. Um, you know, part of my picture at that point in life is um, you hire people in certain things to be able to help you get better. I mean, some people hire a lawn service to mow their lawn. You hire right. a mechanic to fix their vehicles. Mm-hmm. But I've never used anybody or hired anybody or wanted to hire anybody because I didn't want to put money out there to do that. But I reached out to him thinking, man, um, to fix the mental game, to fix cardio game, fixing the diet game, Mm. Matt's a stud. Matt's an absolute stud. Yeah, yeah. So I took advantage of it. Right, right. So I know that Matt is a certified EMT. I, I might be wrong, but is, is there's a lot of connection between being... You are an EMT when you're a firefighter. Is that true? Correct. Yep. Yep. Right. So you guys had that common interest. I just really felt like asking. <laughs> um, being that you've had the history that you've had with uh, the military and firefighting, do you have any advice for an up-and-coming person who's, who wants to be a firefighter or wants to be in... Uh, an EMT in general with type one diabetes, was there something that really was like, man, I wish I did this when I was younger, when I first got into, you know, being a firefighter? Um, Well, firefighting was definitely something a desire I always had. And because of diabetes, it was something that I wasn't going to allow to stop me from uh, attaining that dream. And so that's really the only thing is uh, there's, unfortunately too many people out there that say you can do things or you can't do things right and i think too much people listen to the i can'ts and so they get the i won'ts mm-hmm. and i think it's so important whatever who you are or whatever is so important to each person if they drive off on that love and they can find a way around any block that may be up hmm yeah that's right. I think there's not enough, like, I mean, me and you are both Gary V fans. There's not enough positivity. And it's not just unrealistic positivity. It's just like we need to fill our ears up with good things, you know, like here are the things you can do with T1D. And let's point out the obvious. You can't be a pilot. You can't be yeah. a a Supreme Court ju- judge. I don't yeah. know. Something like, I think that was right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for everyone listening at home, I think this is a cool story on how we met. So. We both make content on Instagram. Um, you have a couple YouTube. Vi- I know you have YouTube videos, right, Chris? Yeah, a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're both in the YouTube world. And then you reached out to me on this funny timing <laughs> where I was super interested in making diabetes music videos, which, a disclaimer, I never made any. I just made, like, funny uh, <laughs> parodies at home. And I just dreamed about doing them. But, you know, the budget and the excuses came in the way basically um so you reached out to me 
and you said, hey, I'm getting together a couple people uh, shooting a music video in L.A. Are you open to coming? And I'm like, this has got to be a joke, you know. And, but I responded. I was nice. And lo and behold, um, nice. we, I was, <laughs> we, we showed up. Uh, I showed up to L.A. And, oh, my God, it was crazy. Like, tell them a little bit about um, what this diabetes awareness music video is. How did you come about it? Like, tell us everything. Yeah, well, I'll back up a little bit because the the very first diabetic conference that I ever went to was last year for the Friends for Life conference. Right. And if I'm being a hundred percent honest with you, going I, since I've been a diabetic, I've only known one other person that I've met and talked to face to face. Right. That was something we talked about on the call. And since then. Um, I had the idea if I go to Friends for Life, it's centered around kids. And my biggest worry going to it is I don't sit well with people that, and I hate to say this, but feel sorry for themselves. And so right, right. going there, I thought, boy, I'm just going to hear this to where it's going to be a almost like a, a crying festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I hate to say that. No, no, it's true, though. There's a lot of that. But... When I went to the Friends for Life last year, I'm telling you, it completely changed me. I got touched by every single person, every speaker, every kid that was there. Mm. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe Mm. I didn't hear one cry from one person out there, not from one kid. It was just uh, the... Empowering. the atmosphere that was there oh. just was overwhelming and I absolutely loved it. And that's when I felt like, boy, I'm not doing enough. Right. I am not doing enough. And so when I left there, that's kind of when it formulated. And I, I just recently heard a song um, by D Snyder, the singer of Twisted Sister that he did for right. cancer oh. a couple years yeah. earlier. And so fortunately with social media these days, I reached out to him and he jumped all over it, but he he said to me um, that he's got a he's on tour right now, and I had no idea that he was still on tour. Right. But he put me in contact with his son that has done a lot of things for him over the years, and so when I contacted Jesse, Jesse as well was all over it and said, "Let's do this." He said, "I'd love to be a part of it," and so that's really got the ball rolling. And then I was able to fortunately find you, um, Ariel, Colt, Sage. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, that was the first time that I'd really been after the friends for life, people closer to my age that I thought, man, these people, I mean, being there with you guys again was something that changed my life too. Cause uh, you guys just brought coolness to another level. Oh my God. It was, <laughs> I mean, not to cut you off, but that was amazing. We were by Sage, which is a 2020 hopeful um, yeah. Olympic athlete. And she was so humble, super nice. I met Colt there, Colt Scott, which is now on uh, American Ninja Warrior, right? Correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and then Ariel, which I saw in New York, uh, we got to meet there for uh diabetics on the margin you know she's a huge advocate for people living with diabetes and of color as well 
and just all these people in this family. And I'm like, this is not real. And then to meet you and your family, how, how loving and open you guys were, it was just, it was super exciting. So you reached out to, um, the band or, uh, Jesse blaze, um, and the bandoliers. And, um, he did a, what you're saying is he did a, a song for cancer or a video for cancer. And then you're like, it clicked. Like, let me reach out to him for diabetes. Like this is, you know, cancer has October for their month. We have November for our month. And then you got, you rallied up everyone. You got everyone together. And it was like an official, official, like when I tell you guys an official music video, like cameras, a director, smoke screen, a mixing board, everything. And my job was on the floor. Cause I was just trying to learn everything. Um, yeah, and you're, still, you're still giving me the chills from it because I mean it was an unbelievable, it was yeah. a quick weekend, but man, it was it was life changing for me. I absolutely it loved was, it. It was great because I mean we were on the phone and you were just telling me how for 15 years you didn't know any other diabetics in person, right, or just online. Uh, in person. In person, yeah, which is yeah. like, and then to to later find out, you know, Chris is the person that put together this whole project, so. Um, the music video gets shot. Everyone's involved in it. Everyone's wearing, um, to describe it for everyone listening, black shirts with a blue circle, which is the sign of diabetes awareness. Everyone had that, and we all had our the necklaces that you brought us. And the, and the video went out. It did pretty well with the community. It was really exciting when you saw it. What was, um, and I asked you this in my vlog, what was your goal and intention for this video when it came out? Like, What was your hopes for it? Well, going into it, um, you know, I, I see stuff throughout the year about cancer and I thought, um, they've done an amazing job bringing out the awareness of it and something we rarely see to where most, it seems that I've met diabetics don't even recognize the blue circle. And so that was one heavy thing that was on my heart is we need to become more recognized because to me, more recognition brings more awareness to be able to help get this uh, cure going. So that was one. And then number two was I wanted to highlight that um, it doesn't matter if you have diabetes, you can still live whatever life that you wanted to. Right. And um, as the song was more centered around towards uh, type twos, um, we wanted to, have a message whether you're type one or type two you mm-hmm. can still live a full fun life yeah i mean the message of the video was speaking exactly to the stuff that colt puts out on instagram the stuff sage does on um you know her her, her endeavors of sports ariel puts out the stuff yeah. i put out and then basically you guys got to go home people are listening uh the diabetes awareness music video we'll put a link in there Basically, everyone who's in the music video has this part and it has a little um, title written of what they do. And basically, that's what Chris is trying to say is don't let diabetes limit you like this person is part of American Ninja Warrior. Like I can barely yeah. uh, rock climb, let, let alone that. You know, that's just mind blowing. Not even the, the conversation of diabetes. Ariel, who's a huge advocate for people living with diabetes. Sage, who's going to be an Olympian, a hopeful Olympian. That's mind blowing. And then a younger um, girl who plays basketball and, and she was like, I don't know how old she was, but I follow her as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and seeing all that was amazing. Just what the concept was, it came to real life. But uh, And I was humbled to have you guys join us and to be a part of it because I mean, 
to me, you guys are the faces of who uh, people are looking up to. And I thought uh, using you guys as the faces on just showing that anybody with diabetes, whether you're born with it at a young age or whether you get it older on in life, um, yeah. you can reach any goal you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing to see how we have such a power with our phone, the cameras, um, podcasts, what we can do. Everyone's listening. It's, it's just amazing. But um, the next thing I want to talk about is I have this cool um, gel necklace in front of me. Yeah. You, ever, you heard it right. Gel necklace. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's all thrive. And um, you go ahead, Chris, tell them everything A to Z about what this necklace is. Yeah. Well, being a, firefighter EMT for uh, just more than 20 years, you get to see the worst of people, the worst of conditions. You're being there to help people. Um, and twice I've had experience to where I've needed help from an ambulance too because of low blood sugars. Right. Um, I, I learned when I was first diagnosed from my endocrinologist that it's better to be low than it is high for the simple fact of, I mean, we don't want to become blind later on down the road. We don't want to lose mm. a limb. We don't want to have heart disease. We don't want the worst of it. And so yeah, I've, I've always um, kept my blood sugars, I mean, right at, I mean, I want to be at about 100 every day, and that's my goal. But in doing right. that, it causes low blood sugars. So with personal experience of myself and being that, the most common emergency is a severe low blood sugar. Um, I've never responded to a low blood sugar to where somebody's had glucagon. And the reason right. for that has always been because it's too expensive or it's expired mm -hmm. and they threw it away. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we decided, or at one point, I was having issues when I was going running to where my blood sugar would drop and I'd have to call my wife and say, I need something. Can you come meet me? Hmm. And so life just culminated on bringing this about to me. So at one point when I went running, I uh, took some straws and connected them, filled it with some gel and it stayed on. And I was amazed that it stayed on. Wow. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so, so, that's how the idea started. It was like, boom, it was born. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a, dumb silly idea at that point so then once i got back i decided well let's get a little bit more creative on finding a different way to where now i can keep it on me at any time right and so i did that and then it was soon after my endocrinologist said um you know that could help a lot of people and at that point i never considered anything with it but uh that just resonated with me uh, so i thought why don't we test it out? And so for social media for a good year, more than a year, I'd be testing it. Would you be interested in this? Would you like this? Could it help you? And being able to learn some things, um, uh, it just, it kept going from there because I got an overwhelming response with it. So, yeah. so we, we made yeah, it into a, a me medical alert necklace with... Right the same gel that we use as EMTs. Wow. That's really helpful. 
I mean, so what I'm looking at in front of me and my favorite part, other than the glucose, <laughs> yeah. is uh, the diabetes awareness, um, the sign, the circle right on there hanging from the necklace. So basically, um, you have that. And then on the back of it, for me, it says Diabetic Ali. So it kind of has like my name tag, which is really cool. And it's just, it's so neat and handy to have this. And just the gel is actually that and probably tabs are the fastest things we can consume just for the information for everyone listening yeah. uh the glycemic index chart is a chart that charts foods on how, how how fast not how high but how fast um the foods can raise your food so uh, the scale goes from i don't know zero to like i think 110 or 105 mm -hmm. and the higher the number the faster the uh, food raises your blood sugar so if we were to put broccoli up there it'd be like i don't know 10 or something and then we put glucose which is number one uh, it would be like 101, you know, so it's no doubt, no debate that a glucose gel would really something everyone should consider, especially if you're a runner and cardio drops me and you don't want to carry things in your pocket or maybe it's just not enough. But it was so nice of you, Chris, to just um, send it out to me, um, Cole and a bunch of other people. And we were, you know, just just showing everyone on Instagram what it was. And I hope this reaches more people. It's always within reach. I'm going to read the little um, the everything you have on the necklace. Quickly absorb gel, easy to squeeze, uh, squeeze tubing with fast-acting glucose, and a food solution used by EMTs, just like Chris said, to boost your blood sugar level. So that's like real stuff. It's legit. Um, uh, well, because over 75% of the EMTs are trained at the basic level, and which mm -hmm. means that we can't, we can't even administer glucagon if we respond to a severe low blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. the gel becomes the only thing that we can use to administer it. Yeah. And so yeah. It, it was the time when I was convulsing in a tent when I was camping with my kids that they had to call an ambulance to come help me and they wow. administered it to me is when I felt like, okay, now I got to have something so that my kids know where it's at. They're not having to reach my pockets, reach my bag, reach wherever it is and try to find yeah. something. It yeah. just makes it easier. Yeah, I mean it's really it's really neat for someone who like like I just said running, um, camping and going trips like that. You know, other than having your essentials of normal sugar or whatever you normally carry, just as this as well. Yeah, um, and one of the strong messages that we try to get out is not to use this for your everyday low blood sugars. Right. We want right, we want right. people to save it for the severe time that they don't they don't want to carry something else or they don't have yeah. something else. Yeah. So. Um, that's something that, uh, it's been hard for me to get the word out about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's something that definitely we need to talk about. And I mean, just saying it right now is perfect. Like it's not for everyday use. That's a huge disclaimer, just more of, you know, just to save it for a backup. And I think like when I look at this necklace, it really is the definition of glucose revival and what you're all about. And just, I, I think, would you agree with this, Chris, that, like this necklace is almost a symbol of you can do whatever you want, but have the supplies with you, you know, empower yourself. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, on the topic of glucose revival, um, you make content on there. You talk about a lot of helpful stuff, connecting others. What's your vision with glucose revival? Um, big picture. Well, two things is, I mean, our team, our message is awareness and don't stop is mm -hmm. 
again, we just, we want everyone that has this disease to not be afraid to go out and live how you want to, whether it's hiking, camping, whatever it is. Um, now we're given a reason to not stop. Right. Right. Exactly. This is it right here. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about being on, um, which I got Matt's permission <laughs> on the FTF, uh, program. And, uh, Matt wanted to ask you and myself, uh, what, what have you gotten out of being in the FTF program, the fearless diabetic project? Uh, I got a committed program right now with a changed diet, which is something that I haven't had in a while. I've done a lot of cardio in the last five years right. and, uh, what I didn't realize is, is how much muscle I've lost because of that. Mm. And so, um, the being able to now go out and run two to three times a week and swim and now putting in uh, a weightlifting program, a changed diet, it's, um, it's just a confidence booster to where it changes the whole morale of the noggin upstairs to where it's just a way to adapt and enjoy life because you feel good about what you're doing. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of things have changed for you, body composition wise, uh, mentally speaking, discipline. Like that's all amazing knowing like that you have, you know, went from, you know, which is standard cardio and what we're all taught. And then like, okay, I'm still doing cardio, still doing things I love to do. And then adding weight training in there. That's amazing, Chris. I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the most important part. I mean, the first thing we talked about when we got on the phone was this whole Thrive Project. It's actually fun. You know, that's really something we aim for, you know, not just hitting our goal, but making sure it's actually enjoyable in the process. Yeah. And, and which is fun about the necklace because, um, again, going from not knowing any diabetics to now communicating with diabetics every day from around the world everywhere literally it's it's amazing i mean the yeah. stuff you learn the stuff you can apply to your life and a way to be able to help other people that's yeah. what it's all about because i've learned a hundred times more on social media from diabetics than i have from my own endocrinologist yeah it, it's really like that's the thing everyone says in the community like i learned so much online and let's be real like sometimes when you have to you know, you're in DKA and you're going to the hospital, they're going to tell you the stuff that you already know, but this is not, you know, disclaimers is not saying you shouldn't see your doctor. You shouldn't go to the emergency room. Those things are important, but it's kind of like a way to take it as there's little tips and tricks that the people who are actually swimming are in the game uh, as quote unquote, you know, diabetics. There's so many things to learn from in that sense. Um, And it's funny. You said your endo told you, which is the opposite of most endos. Um, being low is better than high, you know, because of the complications. But like, man, that's just, that's just the stuff that you hear. It's like different from almost every doctor. Yeah. Well, and I appreciated that because I like um, anything I do. I like to plan big picture and long-term visions. Yeah. And without the endo at that point saying that, um, I mean, I could have been setting myself up for failure 20 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris closing off. I love this question. It's one of my favorites. We kind of, I kind of change it up sometimes when I ask it, but you might've heard this. There's a newly diagnosed young person, older person. There's newly diagnosed. They're listening to you right now. What advice do you have for them? 
Good question. Yeah, take your time. Um, you have a 700 billion chance to one in being a human, and this is your one chance. Make the most of it. It doesn't matter whether you have diabetes. It doesn't matter if you have cancer. It doesn't matter if you're bald. It doesn't matter what it is. Take it in stride and live it. Chris Maynard, ladies and gentlemen, that was amazing, Chris. Thank you so much. I'm really motivated for that. I'm going to take a minute to acknowledge you, Chris, the stuff you're putting out on Instagram. I'm a huge fan. So glad we got to connect and just inspired me to actually one day hopefully make my own music video with diabetes and just awareness, empowering others, bringing so much people together. Chris, um, where can they find you? Uh, What projects are you doing that you want them to support you in? Yeah, uh, you can find Glucose Revival on Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can check out the website, glucoserevival.com. Uh, we do have another music video coming out for Diabetes Awareness this year. This year right. it's going to be sung by Type 1. Um, oh. And so we're going to take it to a, another group. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm excited to um, give back to the diabetic community for for how much they've given to me. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I, I'm really hoping, you know, God willing, we're healthy and, and uh, everything is good by that time to make a part two of the music video and <laughs> get yeah. you on the podcast again or whatever the creation happens. Um, Chris, thank you so much again. Really appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Part of My Pancreas. Until next time, see ya. Thanks, Ali. All right. Mm-hmm.